The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I am very, very excited to be with you tonight because... Today actually marks almost to the day the two-year anniversary of Born to be Breastfed. So, yes, if you've missed previous episodes, now is your time to realize that there are, let's see, whatever 50 times two would be, that would be about 100, probably 100 or so episodes that uh, are on the books. You can still get them by podcast. You can download them. You can get them from iTunes. If you haven't already subscribed, maybe now is the time to subscribe so that you'll get all the ones in the future. Before I introduce you to tonight's guest, I'd just like to say a thank you to all of the people who have been so enormously supportive of my efforts to get Born to be Breastfed up and running. Most certainly, I know that I spent some time saying to myself, I'm a nurse. What do I know about this radio show stuff? But, you know, I really had the tremendous support of my beloved husband, Dave. I also had tremendous support from everybody on my staff. Uh, Certainly, Heidi carried the heaviest load in the beginning. And the next person to pick up that ball was Selena. And then we had to get Selena on board. Uh, most definitely, though, Linda and Kara and Rod, everybody helped. Everybody, I, I, I can't begin to thank everybody enough for all of the efforts that you've all put forward in order to help me to get the show to where it is today. Those early days were, they were kind of, kind of really scary, really. I'd especially like to thank my wonderful executive producer, Robert Cialino. Robert is absolutely everything that any exec producer could ever be. He's wonderful, and uh, actually, he's so wonderful. So thank you so much, everybody who has helped to make this show, uh, to get it up and running, and to make it what it is today. I'm really indebted to everyone, and I would like to thank all of you for being faithful listeners. I'm really, really happy that we can do this. I'd also... As part of our celebration this week, I'd just like to tell you two things that we've got in store for you. First, if you're a professional and you are looking for some sweet little goodie, all right, it's a sweet little goodie, and I'm not going to tell you what it is because we don't have it quite ready, but we should by the end of the week, by all means, be sure to visit us both at my professional website, that is breastfeedingoutlook.com, as well as the one for the radio show, and that is borntobebreastfed.com. And then we have another little surprise for you this week as well. Uh, we, from time to time, had guests who have either published their own book or authored their own book, or they have mentioned someone else's book. And so as a convenience for all of our good listeners, we've pulled this together now as uh, it's on our website, it's on the Born to be Breastfed site, and you can see not all of those books, we haven't quite got them all loaded yet, but several of them. So if you were interested in somebody's book or CD that was mentioned, if we don't have it there tonight, we will have it there shortly. It's coming. Uh, we are an Amazon affiliate, so by way of full disclosure, we do get a very small fee uh, if somebody purchases, but 
as I like to say, trust me, it's not going to put a rain, it's not going to put a swimming pool on my back lawn, okay? But uh, it really helps to sort of make it convenient for you to see the things that people have mentioned. So without further ado, I would like to go to our special guest tonight, and I will tell you who she is and what she does. It is Jill DiLorenzo. Jill has a very interesting story about getting legislation changed in the state of Virginia. Now, interestingly, she lives in Virginia, and I did not know her, but she lives down the road 10 or 15 miles from me, and she has a very interesting story. Jill actually is not an attorney. She doesn't have any legal background, but she was able to get policy changed at the state level. So for all of you who are wondering about breastfeeding in public, and for all of you who have breastfed in public and all of you who think you might breastfeed in public, please help me to welcome Jill DiLorenzo. Jill, welcome to the show. Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor to be here. I'm so glad you could join us. I'm so, I'm so sorry to hear that this happened to you, but so glad that you were able to resolve it in such a positive way. So... You know, getting a law changed at the state level is not exactly a walk in the park. And I would think you would have to have a fair amount of grit and determination to get it done. So tell us, how did you get involved in this process? So I'm a mother of two young breastfed boys, and I sort of just fell into breastfeeding activism after I was harassed for feeding my children in a place where we were legally present. Um, I had aimed to resolve the matter behind the scenes, um, but unfortunately, I was treated rudely throughout the process. Um, so to ensure this never happened again inside that facility, I had to make it a public matter. Um, it's a bit of a dramatic story, but it does have a happy ending with the law. Um, so I'll give you the story. Um, about a year ago, my family and I were members of our local gym, um, and on my very first day with both of my kids in the on-site child care, um, we were all paid members. Um, I breastfed my seven-week-old son, Gregory, um, in the gym lobby adjacent to the welcome desk and a snack bar. This is a spot where I'd breastfed my children many times before. Um, I had also been monitoring my 18-month-old son, Simon, in this same spot. Um, he was being cared for at the on-site child care facility within eyesight of the lobby, and both children were cranky, so I had to be nursing them back and forth. Um, I had to be in that spot. And then it happened. <laughs> I was approached by, by the controller, the controller of all people. Excuse me. Can I back you up for just a moment now? It seems yes, nice. that you, you use the gym, I guess, for the gym purposes, but you also use the on-site child care. Am I reading this correctly? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a fairly common feature of gyms in our area um, with so many young families. Um, to offer on-site child care starting at six weeks of age. All right, so I'm guessing that you are not the only woman in the world or the only woman in your neighborhood who is breastfeeding. So that is absolutely correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just thinking, you know, it's a, it sounds like if they've got child care, you, certainly other people have got to be breastfeeding. I've got to believe that. So, so then what happens is you are approached, you're, you're just sitting there happily breastfeeding one of your kids, realizing that the other one is going to be wanting to switch off in just a minute or so. And then what happens? And then I was approached by the controller of three of the gym's locations, including the one where I was at um, when I was nursing my seven-week-old. Um, so I tried to picture myself in the seat of a young mother, somebody who was brand new. Um, I don't think she knew that I had an older child, and I was pretty confident in breastfeeding, but I had to imagine... What would have happened if I were a brand-new mother? Um, yep. So I think that's part of why I stood my ground. Um, so she told me that I, I should just cover up or nurse in the restroom on the opposite side of the gym. And her justification in telling me to do so was that the restroom had couches for me. Um, but I told her I would not be doing so, obviously, because I had another child and the child care wasn't convenient. Um, and so she walked away. Then approximately five minutes later, I was approached by the executive vice president, that's no joke, of the ownership group, um, which according to his card that he gave me, owns gym facilities across Northern Virginia as well as in Wisconsin. 
And mm. when he approached me, I was nursing my toddler. So let's get a little intimidation here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's pretty much the highest levels that I could have found. Um, imagine if if you were doing something within your legal rights. Um, I mean, breastfeeding isn't illegal. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Uh, it was never spelled out in a contract beforehand that I can't breastfeed anywhere. Um, and then you get intimidated by the highest levels of leadership. It's never a situation you would want to put yourself in. Never. Right. Right. And what was his rationale for approaching you? Well, I guess his rationale was because she had come and told him you were misbehaving or something. Yes. So was he... When he confronted me, he referred to my encounter with the controller. Um, he told me that because the gym facility is private property, he's allowed to tell me that I had to cover up or move. Um, and he noted that somebody had complained to him that it made him or her uncomfortable, although for whatever reason, he could not disclose who that was. Um, not uh-huh. sure if it was an employee or another gym member. Um, and I told him that I am a customer too, and I asked why wasn't he worried about offending me? And he didn't answer my question. Uh-huh. So at that point, I continued to nurse where I was. I stood my ground. Um, and he went and he called his lawyer, believe it or not. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm not privy to the details of that conversation, but I think it was to make sure that he was within his legal rights to tell me to, to move, to make sure that a, a right to rescue law was not on the book. Uh-huh. So it sounds like he got on the phone to the attorney because maybe he wasn't so sure what he was doing or not doing. Oh, man, we've got a plot that is thickening as we go along. So listeners, don't go away. I will be back on the other side of the break with Jill DiLorenzo. Jill is going to tell you more about this incredible encounter and what she did about it, how she absolutely, as she said, stood her ground and what really happened. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that, too, through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. New Angel manufactures environmentally friendly and hypoallergenic cotton products for breastfeeding mothers and their new angels. Feel the difference. Soft, absorbent, and breathable. Patented, patent-pending, and award-winning products designed by a certified lactation consultant. Look for New Angel biodegradable, disposable, and cotton washable nursing pads, natural cotton products, and other unique items. Made by mothers for mothers in the USA. By N-U-A-N-G-E-L for your new angel at www.newangel.com and www.amazon.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm here today with my guest, Joe DiLorenzo. And Jill just got through telling us about being in the gym last year where she was approached first by the controller, who, by the way, was a woman, and asked to leave, go to the uh, locker room and nurse her baby, or in this case, her babies, and Jill refused. So, Jill, you got us up to the point where the controller got the attorney, or no, excuse me, the I meant the uh, the vice president, I'm sorry, uh, gets the vice president, and then the vice president calls the attorney. So it was your take that maybe he was not clear about whether there was a law or not a law or if he was violating your rights. What was it that he told you about somebody else's rights? He told me that he was protecting rights for his members by asking me to leave because some people might get offended. Okay, and so what are you? Excuse me, but I thought you said you were a member. Yes, absolutely. That is exactly how I felt, and that's what I told him. Yeah, so he's going to protect the rights of all of the other members, but not you because apparently you don't count somehow. Uh, And so how did you respond to that? I was, I was aghast. I, I told him, I said, yeah. you know, I've been coming to this gym for a year and a half and never before have I heard a complaint from anybody, anybody. Um, and that was the first time in my life that I've been approached. I told him it was absolutely wrong for him to do so. And I hoped he realized that. And then he countered to me. He said, well, in our private business, it's not. We reserve the right to do that. Oh, so wait a minute. He's thinking that since the gym is privately owned, privately held, privately managed, that he can just tell people what to do or not do? Is that the idea? Yes, that was the idea. Um, The Uh law at the time in the state of Virginia stated that a mother had a right to breastfeed on property owned, leased, or controlled by the state. Um, The law, again, it had never been illegal to breastfeed in Virginia. Um, but Absolutely. It didn't explicitly protect, didn't explicitly protect us. Um, right. But he was taking advantage of a loophole in the law. Well, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm unaware. Now, what would that loophole be? Because I know that it's not illegal, and there are certain um, things that they can say that uh, exempt a woman who is breastfeeding from indecent exposure and all that stuff. But yep. do you know what his loophole was? It was just that it wasn't written into the Virginia Code. Um, there are certain things that I would say are common sense that are not in the Virginia Code, such as a right <laughs> to breathe law. <laughs> we don't have something like that because it's, it's yeah. common sense. Everybody has that right. Um, and honestly, it wasn't until very recently in our national history that we needed such a law. Um, so that's why state, we have been um, state by state developing these laws based on need. Um, and that happened when women would come and tell their stories and not be silenced because unfortunately we have a lot of mothers who, you know, you're young, you're vulnerable, you're brand new right. at this mothering thing, you don't want to cause a stir, uh, you don't know if what you're doing is right or wrong. Um, and they, unfortunately, you know, things happen, people hadn't said anything, um, but now we know that this is wrong, um, now that breastfeeding is, is it's getting more popular, the research is coming to light, um, we're fighting back on the predatory marketing, um, and also, you know, women are standing up for their babies, and we're connecting Absolutely. to our, 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 our legislators, and, and we're, we're making these laws, which, as I said, used to be common sense, like a, a right to breathe law, but um, unfortunately, now that the culture has changed a little bit, um, we need such a law. I got to tell you, that's one of the finest uh, analogies I've ever heard, the right to breathe law. Because I have a hard time sometimes explaining to people that even if there is not a specific law to cover them, they still, breastfeeding is not illegal. 
so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and he apparently, well, I, I think the other thing that's really kind of interesting is, here is apparently the attorney for the gym is a woman. And I'm a little mm-hmm. distressed that it is a woman who approached you at first, and it's a woman who is the attorney. And I'm thinking, oh, great. So two women are now leaving another woman out in the cold, so to speak. And is it true? I, I thought I, I read uh, what you had written earlier, that the woman who was the controller, that she said that she had breastfed her baby. Is, 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 did I read that right? Yes, that is true. Um, so unfortunately, what I've noticed in the mom community is that mothers think that um, their experience sometimes can apply broadly to everyone. Um, perhaps she had babies that liked to be covered or wanted to be covered, or maybe that was important to her and her family and her culture. It doesn't yeah. mean that's the case with everybody. Um, right. Some, yeah. And right. So I honestly believe Certainly. that she had this opinion um, that she thought should apply across the board. There was only one way to feed your baby, and it was her way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because honestly, I mean, I'm thinking of being just down the road in Sterling, uh, it wasn't this summer, but I think last summer, when here is a woman, she's at the Costco, and she's got on this real low-cut sundress, and I would say that you could see seven-eighths of her breast, okay? And she's sitting there bottle-feeding her baby, and nobody hassles her, but my guess would be that she was way more exposed than you were at the gym. So how did you start this process? Like, what was, you got out of there, you said, well, I guess you finished breastfeeding your baby. I mean, how did it end at the gym? Well, it ended at the gym when um, when the, the vice president returned back to me, um, he and the controller both. So you have to imagine this sort of very powerful force, two big high people approaching you. Yeah. Um, yeah. They both came to me. And before they did, I had the presence of mind to turn my phone on record and get a voice recording. Oh, um, good for you. Oh, my. Which, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying in the state of Virginia, we are a one-party recording state, which means that only one party on the recording has to consent to it for it to be a legal recording. Um, that's not the case for every state. So uh, definitely look up the laws for your state on this. Agreed. Yes. So, yeah, so you I have my phone on record. Yeah. Yes. You got the recording. Did they know that you were recording them? Um, no, they did not, but they didn't need to. And honestly, I shouldn't have had to record because I should not have right. been approached. Right. So then before they left, did they just kind of tell you that you were a bad little girl and you needed to quit and you just sat there? How did, how did it end? It ended when, um, we sort of went back and forth the same as we had before. Um, they told me that they were giving me an opportunity to to breastfeed in the yeah, locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was on the receiving end of some, some very negative things. Uh, the vice president told me, he said, um, what, did he, what did he say exactly? He said, um, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm looking it up really fast. That's he okay. told me to... Uh, it sounds like it was pretty much more of the same, right? It's just we're yeah. giving you the opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. We're giving you the opportunity to be in the ladies' room. And, oh, by the way, we have a couch, which is actually better than, than telling you that you were in the stall, which, I mean, that, that would have been really terrible. But in any event, it doesn't sound like there was any I'm so sorry or any of that stuff that just didn't happen. Hey, everybody, don't go away because when we come back, Jill Lorenzo is going to know the answer to that, and then we're going to ask her about the first steps that she took towards actually getting this thing resolved at the state level. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
The NeuroPocket is a newborn carrier specifically designed for skin-to-skin contact, affording mom full coverage and hands-free mobility while giving and receiving all the physiological benefits of kangaroo care. Our unique fabric is super soft, breathable, moisture-wicking, and it offers just the right amount of compression fit to ensure proper position and continued support. Hospitals and NICUs are implementing the new Roo Pocket for inpatient use to increase time spent skin-to-skin, as well as help improve breastfeeding scores and infant safety. Learn more at NewRooBaby.com. That's N-U-R-O-O-Baby.com. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that, too, through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm here today with Joe DiLorenzo. And at the break, Jill told me that actually how it ended was that he just kept reiterating the, we'll give you the opportunity, and then he said, put on a smock. And as you can tell, um, Jill was not displaced, nor did she put on a smock, but she sure did put up a good uh, response here. Uh, Jill, what was the next thing that you had to do? What first steps did you take in order to get this from being just, uh, a disagreement in the lobby to being a state law. What did you do first? Well, in order to uh, insert myself into the process, this became a public matter. Um, when the, the gym and I did not resolve the issue, um, there was a very public nurse in. And then at that point, um, about a month after that story became public, Richmond-based advocate and mother, Kate Noon, an absolutely amazing woman, asked me if I'd be interested in helping to advance breastfeeding legislation in the state. Um, Kate's mm-hmm. a member of the Virginia Breastfeeding Task Force and the Virginia Breastfeeding Advisory Committee, and she'd been working with her delegate, Jennifer McClellan of Richmond, to develop a breastfeeding bill. Okay. So, so somebody greased the slicks a little bit, so that was good. Yes. Yeah, so I said, absolutely, of course I'm on board with that. Um, I was pretty lucky that it was at a point where um, my somebody had already reached out to their delegate to get this rolling, and I sort of inserted myself at the right time because, again, we need to have stories to bring this law to life. Um, it, 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 it should be as common sense as a right to breathe law, like I said. But, <laughs> yes, um, yes. And so, so my story really, really helped to fuel the legislation. And it wasn't only that, um, it was, I decided to help Kate and also uh, Fairfax-based attorney and mother, Rebecca Geller, um, whose delegate Dave Albo of Springfield had introduced an identical bill. Um, so these two women um, spearheaded the Virginia Alliance for Breastfeeding Laws, um, and it was a powerful coalition. It still is across our mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. Um, women who support the right to breastfeed in public and their supporters. So you've got 
grandparents, children, men, women, every generation, and across the board politically. We got Republicans, Democrats, very far left, far right, um, and moderates as well. Everybody on board with this common sense legislation, and it is yeah. a very powerful coalition. So the way that it works was Kate and Rebecca, um, alongside their delegates, when this legislation was in process, would tell us, okay, now it's time, it's in committee, and we would get the, we would get the alliance working. We would um, have the names of the delegates and the senators who were in specific committees, and we would say, okay, who lives here? And we would get the committee or the, uh, the alliance working. So um, say you had somebody in our alliance that lived in a certain part of rural Virginia, and they would target those people, and they would look up breastfeeding groups in that area of the state. And it, it honestly, um, that's the classy way to do it, so to speak. Yes. With, yes. When you report uh-huh. and you request of your own delegate to please vote instead of calling somebody else's delegate. Absolutely. Um, and that, I think, is why we were so successful, mm-hmm. because we had broad support across the state. Um, and these women, Kate Noon and Rebecca Geller, um, and I got pulled in because I had a story. And other women, such as Crystal McCullough, who also had a, a story that she decided to make public, um, again, we brought it to life. Yes, yes. So, so tell me this. You know, Virginia was one of the very last states to adopt a right to breastfeed law. There were three that were kind of holding out for the last couple of years or so. And um, why is that? Why was Virginia the, in the bottom three, for heaven's sake? That's a great question. And I think it goes back to what we were talking about with um, it being a common sense law. So once upon a time, you know, people would never think to interfere with a mother feeding her child. Think of all of our ancestors, our great-great-grandmothers. They nourished their babies and made us possible. And nobody was offended by breastfeeding. But now there are some cultural forces that have resulted in some mothers and babies being harassed. Um, So, and then in my opinion, it's, the convergence of these cultural forces and and then all of a sudden people deciding that it's time to speak up. And we had women, again, Kate and Rebecca, and I, I jumped on board with them, um, who all decided it was time to make this law. And it also helped um, Virginia that we had 47 other states that had it on board, even the most uh, friendly states, even the most liberal states, um, so Virginia, I guess, nowadays is kind of a swing state, but, um, you know, it still trends pretty far right um, compared to others. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. I would agree. So, yeah, so now so it, it helps to say no. even Texas has this law, you know, and they're, they're incredibly business friendly. Uh-huh. So I think so, that it, it certainly helps our cause to have other states on board. Um, and it just, it just is a matter of getting the right people involved at the right time. Can you share with us, please, the text of how this new law was written? I'm sorry, Marie, I didn't hear that. Uh, can you share with us the text of the new law? Oh, absolutely, yes. So the new law is in the Code of Virginia, Section 32.1-370. It states, right to breastfeed. A mother may breastfeed in any place where the mother is lawfully present, including any location where she would otherwise be allowed on property that is owned, leased, or controlled by the Commonwealth in accordance with Section 2.2-1147.1. And that law is effective July 1st, 2015. Well, July 1st, 2015 is now a few months ago, and that means that we've all got to kind of love this because it is here and it's here to stay. So now that this law is here and is here to stay, how can we, how can you, how can I, how can every other woman in Virginia and every other woman in the country how can we bring awareness to not only the Virginia law, but to every law that protects a woman's right? That's a great question, Marie. Um, so I think I have a couple of answers. And again, these are just a few suggestions. Um, sure. A law comes to life when people know about it. Um, so I have a couple of suggestions. Um, first, 
in my opinion, the most important thing we can do is just to give the gift of awareness to parents and also expectant parents. Um, even before a child is born in Virginia, in my opinion, the child's family should know that they have legal protections to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. And so there's several ways to tell about this law. Um, from sending them a link to the law over social media, which most of us are connected to nowadays, or you could give them a copy of the law at their baby shower. Um, there are many creative ways you could do it. Um, so however it happens, let's first empower these families. Um, the next group of people that I think it's most important to get the law into the hands of are people who interact with new parents and their babies. So these could be your birth workers, um, pediatricians, other health professionals, um, people such as them, and a pamphlet or card explaining the breastfeeding law that a new, fam- a new family receives as part of a hospital or birth center discharge packet. Um, that's yes. a good suggestion that, oh my goodness, what a dream it would be if that was implemented across the state or even nationwide in all the states that have these, these laws. Um, well, excuse me interrupting, but I, I want to tell you that in Arkansas, uh, women who go to the WIC clinic get it on a little thing that I would say is about as big as a bookmarker. And, you know, not everybody goes to WIC, but at least if you do go to WIC, it, it is my understanding from a woman who has been very active there that they give them, you know, X, Y, and Z, one, two, and three. And along with that, this bookmark that says, basically, I, I have this uh law that protects my right to breastfeed. And so they get that, and it's a real easy thing for them to carry around. But uh, anyway, continue. Those are are great suggestions. Any others? Yes. I think that um, the law can also be in the hands of really anybody um, because babies are part of society, so frankly, we shouldn't hesitate to tell anybody about the law. So anywhere that um, people would go in public, such as malls, restaurants, fitness facilities, your community boards, uh, you could tack up a business card up there, um, daycares, your houses of worship, resorts, again, anywhere. Um, And then my last suggestion I have is to promote the law in the press. Share the news, especially because it's a new law here in Virginia. Um, And within the past year, I guess more the past six months or so, there's been a lot of news related to this law. So feel free to, to jump on, search for Virginia Breastfeeding Law 2015, um, and share links related to the law. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I guess, I, what, what would you say that you personally have done to promote that that's been most successful, other than sharing your story, which is tremendous? But, you know, most of us don't have that story. Uh, what, what other thing would you say has been especially uh, helpful for you to get that word out there? Well, one of the things I did, I'll tell you what I did the day that the law went into effect on July 1st. Um, I uh-huh. attended a celebration at our big local mall, Tyson's Corner Center. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a very popular place. You see all sorts of people there. Um, so I went up to the mall management office, and I handed them a copy of the card. Um, and I said, just so you know, this is a new law that takes effect today um, in case you hear anything happening within your stores, just, just so you guys know. So well, I think, that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah, anything that's, that's high impact, whether it be uh, go to hospital management, um, go to mall management, um, and these are things that anybody can do. It doesn't have to be um, a breastfeeding mother. It could be a supporter. Um, Businesses, of course, love to be aware of the new laws because we are law-abiding citizens. This is the great United States. It's what we do. We, sure. Um, in order to coexist, we have a law-abiding society. Well, and certainly, if the guy who had approached you had known about this law, you can bet that he would not have approached you. As a matter of fact, if he's a, a, at the vice president level, which he is, He's smart enough to know that you can't <laughs> you can't be something other than a law-abiding citizen, which is kind of what you're saying. And so I would really give you a lot of credit for thinking of something like, for instance, Tyson's Holy Mackerel. It's been a while since I've been down there, but I'm sure there are thousands and thousands of people. This is just outside of the greater Washington, D.C. area. 
I'm sure there are thousands of people that come through, and good for you that you could have a little celebration, make a little noise in uh, a place like the mall where there's so many thousand people. Hey, everybody, don't go away. Uh, Joe DiLorenzo and I will be right back after this short break. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The NeuroPocket is a newborn carrier specifically designed for skin-to-skin contact, affording mom full coverage and hands-free mobility while giving and receiving all the physiological benefits of kangaroo care. Our unique fabric is super soft, breathable, moisture-wicking, and it offers just the right amount of compression fit to ensure proper position and continued support. Hospitals and NICUs are implementing the new Roo Pocket for inpatient use to increase time spent skin-to-skin, as well as help improve breastfeeding scores and infant safety. Learn more at NewRooBaby.com. That's N-U-R-O-O-Baby.com. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you, too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that, too, through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed, and I'm here today with my guest, Jill DiLorenzo. Jill, you left off by telling us that, you know, most of us really do want to be law-abiding citizens, but what are the repercussions if people violate this law? So if anybody were to violate this law, the law falls under the Virginia Health Code, Section 32.1 through 27. Um, Under this section, a person who violates the law could be subject to the following penalties, and there's three of them. The first, guilty of a Class 1 misdemeanor, which is punishable by a jail term of up to 12 months, fine of up to $2,500, or both. Um, With this, though, only the state or local prosecutor's office can seek to charge a violator with a criminal misdemeanor violation of the law. Okay. The second, they could also be subject to a civil lawsuit brought by the state board or commissioner of health in which they can be ordered to comply with the law. And I'll give you that information for the commissioner of health. Uh, The number is 804-864-7001. And the email address is questions at vdh.com. Dot Virginia dot gov. Um, and we should be diligent in reporting violations because that will help to strengthen the law. 
Um, and then the last one is if the violator fails to obey a court order to comply with the law, he or she can potentially be subject to a civil penalty of up to $25,000 per violation. Um, again, this civil penalty can only be sought in a lawsuit practice by the state board or commissioner of health, um, and any penalty money is paid into the state general fund. Um, this law does not, unfortunately, create a private life private right to file a lawsuit for mothers who are asked to move, cover, or stop nursing. Um, and like I said, this law really depends on the state prosecutors and the Board of Health to enforce its provisions. So if anything happens after July 1st, which is where we are now, um, please do not hesitate to report violations to the local authorities and the Board of Health without being apologetic at all, because that's why we have the law. Uh, I think that's a wonderful point, Jill, because honestly, I'm thinking that most people would still be what I call put up and shut up. And honestly, put up and shut up doesn't make a better society. It doesn't make a better breastfed baby. It doesn't make a happier family. And uh, you, I was really surprised that uh, it could even be classified as criminal. Uh, I think that most people probably perked up their ears with the second piece that you were discussing, which was the civil lawsuit, and I'm going to repeat that phone number. If you know yes. of a violation, and it does not need to be you, if, if you know of that violation, you have evidence, and you're doing more than just, you know, talking out the side of your mouth, it's 804-864-7000. Seven zero zero one. If you live in the state of Virginia, and Jill, could you repeat for us that um, email address, please? Yes, I will. It is questions at v as in Victor, v as in David, h as in Harry. dot Virginia. dot gov. Amen. And most definitely, I would encourage everyone. Remember that if Jill and her colleagues worked this hard to get this law passed, then we've all got to help to, in fact, um, solidify or, or I'm not sure solidify, I mean, a law is a law, but nonetheless, it, it brings more importance and it certainly brings more awareness. And let's face it, whether it's at the individual level or the societal level, the very first Step in change is always awareness, awareness, awareness. Anything else about repercussions there, Jill, or did we pretty much cover it? I think, I'm sorry? Did, did we cover the repercussions, or was there anything else you wanted to add? Oh, yeah, we, we covered all the repercussions. That's, that's all. Okay. So what advice do you have for mothers who do plan to nurse in public in Virginia? So first, I just want to say congratulations and feed your babies in the way that is most comfortable for you. Mothers who are comfortable nursing in public are much more likely to be meeting their breastfeeding goals. And the law is now on your side. Um, so again, anywhere you're legally present, you may breastfeed your child however and whenever you need. Um, so the next uh, thing I want to say in terms of advice is um, just to, again, to continue with the awareness and just sort of, um, I guess, don't anticipate it happening because it's pretty rare for an altercation to happen. But like self-defense classes, it, it might happen, and it would be good to be prepared if something did happen. Um, Absolutely. So don't hesitate to carry a copy of the law on hand. Um, I actually have a shop through my positive breastfeeding initiative called Zazzle.com slash keeping it positive, and I've made some cards available there. Um, you can make whatever card you want, make it creative, um, keep a cop- make sure that the copy of the law is on it, um, and don't hesitate to give out those cards, um, and don't hesitate to inform somebody about the new law. And it doesn't matter if they support or oppose breastfeeding in public for whatever reason, um, it helps to bring awareness. Absolutely. So, Jill, in the very few minutes that we have left here, can you just briefly address, as far as I know, the only state that does not have a law that protects the woman's right to breastfeed in public is Idaho. If you lived in Idaho, uh, what what would you say to those women? Make a lot of noise, approach their uh, legislator, uh, have a nurse in. What would you? What would be your advice to them? 
In Idaho, we have a couple of initiatives going right now, um, led by advocates Amy Miller, Corey Penker, and other absolutely amazing people um, who who do not want to be the only state in the nation without a protection. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't blame them. So let's let's help them out. Um, they have a Facebook page called the Idaho Breastfeeding Law Coalition. Um, the URL for that is tinyurl.com slash IBLC Facebook. Um, and they also have a petition going that will be turned in with their legislation when the new session starts up. Um, this is tinyurl.com slash IBLC petition. Anybody can sign it, especially Idaho folks, um, to definitely help out Idaho. And last, I want to make sure that everybody knows about the Nationwide Nurse Inn. Um, this is a group that is a support group for women who support uh, breastfeeding laws, and it's also an annual event on Friday, April 29th at Capitol Buildings across the country. Um, so look up Nationwide Nursing, um, and they have a group in Idaho, too, that is also very active. Um, so we Excellent. all support Idaho. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. What a day this has been. That's all the time that we have for today. I would especially like to uh, thank Jill DiLorenzo for being my guest today. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd like to invite you to come back. And if you're interested in books or other media that was mentioned on this show or other previous shows, check out our Amazon store. It's on our website at borntobebreastfed.com. And you'll see it there. We'll also, I've, I've written a blog about this particular show, and I will also try to post at least most of those links that we talked about today. Uh, I'm happy to have anyone visit, uh, certainly, but if you're a parent, that's the parent blog. We also have a Facebook. Check out our Facebook and uh, leave the little like while you're there, please. And if you're a professional and you're looking for continuing education, about breastfeeding and lactation. Remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. If you're a professional, you'll find my courses and tons of stuff, my blog and more at breastfeedingoutlook.com. Again, that's breastfeedingoutlook.com if you're a professional, born to be breastfed.com if you are a parent. I'm Marie Biancuto, and I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding Next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuso next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.